0: Hey, yo, welcome back to the Paralyze the Prosperous podcast, where apparently people's phones are still on, and I hear noise in the background, but it's all good. It's all good. We we have a wonderful... We, I mean, we have a wonderful um, podcast today, man. So we have, of course, we have my my, my wonderful sister, Alali We have my wonderful brother, Jorge. But of course, today we have a wonderful guest, and his name is Chris. Now, you know, we brought Chris on today to tell his story, and we're going to kind of let Jorge, you know, give a little bit of why he brought Chris on and why Chris wants to tell his story.
1: Hey, yeah. Before we get Chris on, man, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Alali talk to me. You just... You came in here with two-wheel motion and, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, you know, catch us up.
2: It's uh, it's been a day. (laughs) It's been a day, but I'm good. I'm here. Um, I had a very interesting encounter today. I love sharing these, like, stories with you guys. Um, I had an encounter with someone today who let it know that it was my fault that they didn't pick up something that was theirs.
1: Okay. It's been a while like since me. I had to deal with that, but yeah.
2: You know what am saying? So it was, it was, I'm always learning from people and learning from my interactions and seeing like, okay, what ways do I need to show up and take accountability and like, you know, oh, it was my responsibility because it's my thing that I managed and yeah. So anyway, it was a wonderful day. It was a challenging day, but I'm ready for this podcast. So I'm good guys.
1: Let's go. Let's go. DJ, how we doing over there, my brother? I know you wear many hats. How's that?
0: Uh, Same thing, man. Just a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Vacation coming up about to be pretty much a, I would say, a, boy, what will I say? I would say a 35% working vacation, but, you know, that, that's that's progress. That's progress. Y'all Y'all already know how I usually am, so just trying to, um, trying to get better in life. That's all of this, man.
1: Hey, listen, man. I'm not even mad at you. I'll be honest with you. I like to still have some type of movement and vacation because when you when I do come back, it's just this this catch up or whatever it is. And so, if you could balance it out, still enjoy your moment, change. That's the beauty. Let's be honest. That's the beauty of what we do. I was just talking to shout out to Moose. I was just talking to Moose, and it was just a reminder that we we get to work out of a laptop. We get to work in in and literally be on any part of God's green earth and still get that work done, but change the scenery. And so there's nothing wrong with that. And I believe that that brings creativity that brings, it just stimulates that, that, that energy you get inspired. So, you know, I think 35 is good. You might tone it down a little bit to 20, uh, in certain things when you were Megan, you know what I'm saying? And either get up extra early or go to bed a little bit later, right? Just where it's not inter, inter- interfering with her, space and, and you and her so um that's where it stays healthy but uh yeah man i hear you vacation we're going on vacation to uh july so i'm right behind you uh dr okay. to dr and i'm super excited um but just just real quick man uh your boy's been able to go back to the barber shop and i'm super excited about that because be honest with you man i forget how much of an extrovert i am i forget how much i need to be around people I forget that, you know, um, you got to be true to who you are. And don't let nobody make you feel guilty for who you are. Like, I believe that we are such a, especially in the develop, in the, in the space that we are, we are in the development and the space that truly we always feel like if we're not working, 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 going back to what I was, we were just talking about vacation, that we're not accomplishing things. And I, I just like, like I'm realizing that Jorge needs sociable, time i need to interact with people that's what makes me me and operate at a high level when i'm good with building relationship and just stimulating and exciting and and being able to create ideas so it's been a blessing to go back to the barbershop not only i've been able to create value in that space but they've been able to create value in my space and so it was it was it's it's been great it's been good your boy yo, chris and i'm gonna introduce chris but your boy still got still got the fire you know do you let me be honest with you. I got my barbers that like, yo, for real, for real, you still got the eye. I was like, let's, <laughs> let's go. It's like riding a bike. You'll never forget. It's like riding a bike. But yeah, man, that's a different podcast. I just needed to share that because I've been super excited about it. Yeah. What, what was that? I was,
0: real quick, before you introduce Chris, I do want to go back to what you said a little bit on the personal development side of, you know. We we have throughout the years we talked about how much we don't we feel like we're not doing anything if we're not working. But over time it definitely gets better with when you're putting stuff together, when you have strategies, when you have things organized, you get to a point where yes, you're working, but that's just because you want to. You know what I'm saying? It's not because you feel like oh, there's a there's a fire in the background, et cetera, et cetera. So I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Nah,
1: that was that was that was good because guess what? I don't have to go to the barber shop. You feel like that changes everything. I get to go to the barber shop. Guess what? I've been in there. People are like, yo, I could get, I could, I could start making appointments for people to come, and I'm like, nah. I'm just taking walk-ins. I'm just here. I'm just, I'm here. To, I'm the, Chris. I'm six-man. I'm coming off the bench. I'm that. I'm. I'm that OG that's still in the game. Uh, come on help out to clean out the you know uh finish the, the clean up the, the last cuts of the of the hours, you know when you have the last two hours of the barbershop, everybody's tired and everybody just wants to wrap up and there's like five people in there, they bring OG out and OG come in there, get his work, score his his 10, 12 points, and uh, um and we win in the game. So yeah, man, you're right. It's it's just when you get to a point that you are and that's what this is all about, man. But again, um we're gonna transition and, and I just wanna take a moment. And thank my brother from a different mother, my brother Chris, uh, you know, for joining us. And, you know, you guys know that we, we you know, it's rarely the time when we bring any guests into the podcast. But we're looking forward to, you know, bringing more folks into the platform, sharing the platform. But just kind of giving a different perspective of that paralyzed to prospect mindset. And so just to get a little bit of context of who Chris is and what he means to me personally, uh, Chris is a, a gentleman that I met um, back, back, back many moons when your, your boy was, I don't know, it, it, it Chris probably remembers when Jorge was about 19, had the curls, had the highlights, had the two hoops, you know, walking with chancletas that if you don't know what chancletas is, you know, I had the sandals <laughs> in the winter and you know, he had that, Y'all I think I, ha- I have a, a heavy accent right now. I had even more of a heavy accent. And, you know, um, but I met Chris in barbering school. And, and you know, we met through being in the program. We both went through the through the barbering program at Rob Roy Academy. And from that experience, we created a brotherhood. And it's been over twenty-something years that me and Chris, um, you know, we don't see each other every day, but we always check in. Um, Chris always check up on the kid. Um, and over the years, you know, we share times with, you know, with his daughter um, and, and his family, his brothers. Shout out to his brothers that are, you know, really um, genuine um, men that I love to be around. We always, uh, you know, we, we turn around and we we fellowship. We, we, we either eat, go work out. Chris and his brothers are all about fitness and, and, and all that stuff. But I'll let Chris know. Um, um, I'll let you, I'll let Chris, you know, talk a little bit about all that stuff. But the reason for us to bring Chris on this on this platform is not only because he's my brother, but he also has a story. And, you know, again, man, I realize and and. And right before you know be, let me share this before i let you go you know come on chris just yesterday i'm at the barber shop and i mind you this is this is this is going to be the the transition into chris coming in right because this is what reminded me um that we don't know who's going through what and so it was it was close the shop is 10 you know it's open from 10 to 5 usually there's three of us i let everybody goes a little slower and I ended up having two clients. here. Chris, you know when you get into that space where clients come in last minute, and you sitting there, and you're like, oh, "Okay, it's only an hour before closing," but people start coming in. So I was finishing yeah. the haircut, and there was this gentleman. So this gentleman decides to sit there, and then he tells me out of nowhere, he said, "Yo, let me go to the store real quick." Never came back. I wrapped up the gentleman come out, start cleaning. He comes back like literally right at five o'clock, right? And I'm like, I'm. I had I had a, a you know, an engagement. I had a call to get on. I had things that that I needed to do. And so he was just like, yo, like my bad. And I got, I got a little upset and ticked off with him. Right, guys? Like, like, I was just like, and I'm like, yo, so what you going to get? Right. And you can hear the tone of my voice. And, 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 you know, he started telling me, I, so I made a quick decision. I said, let me take this brother. And I sat him down and I said, yo, how's your day? Man, my man started, started like when he answered, he said, not too good. And I said, what's up? Like, what, what you mean? Not too good. He had just lost his 21 year old son the heart failure and so he starts bawling and it reminded me holy ghost i will lie bj holy ghost checked me real quick it was like you see uh-huh. you see what i'm like like how can i use you when you're not operating off of that and it just reminded me that we all going through something We all going through something. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you've gone through, but you know, we either coming out coming into a storm, we're in the middle of a storm, or we are coming out of a storm. And so this this you know, this opportunity for me to be able to share with Chris and and let Chris come on the platform is because Chris not only an amazing man and an amazing father, amazing brother, um, but he has a story that and some challenges that you know life will hit you and and come come from all different angles. And and not only I want him to kind of tell us what You know where he comes from where he's at and where he's going but also share with us what are those challenges and how are you doing to navigate through those challenges to get you on the other side of that prosper mindset that we always talk about so chris talk to us my brother welcome thank you Uh,
3: thank you for having me guys um you know just to start off you know it's it's hard to for for me for example to talk about being, being somebody who sticks to himself a lot um you know, I'm always the guy to help everybody else, keep things positive, moving, things like that. And, um, you know, for me, it was always like I was always taught um, you can't help somebody else if you're going to, through your own weakness and through your own trials mm-hmm. and tribulations and stuff. Um, so I always kept to myself in order to help others, not knowing that it's, it's kind of um, a disservice to myself where I can't help everybody else and make my gas tank go to empty without, you know, having to recharge myself. Um, So, um, you know, a little bit about myself. I, um, you know, I come from Inglewood, California, you know, the gutter, basically like having nothing, sleeping in the kitchen for for years. The first like six years of my life, I slept in the kitchen in a cot. That's how how, like tough things were, you know. but luckily, we moved back over. We moved to Massachusetts and stuff for a better life, and you know, developed how to adapt and stuff like that. So, jump into to really quick, real, um, real quick, Chris,
1: before you go into that, right? Because I, I I don't I don't want our, our listeners to really go past that, right? I think right. I want them to understand, like when you say sleeping in the kitchen, like this levels two things, right? And so, like like how many in the house, right? I know that. Your mom and you guys came from originally from where El Salvador, uh, correct? Yeah, my mother
3: came from El Salvador.
1: Yep. So, so they went through the whole non documented and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, try, so they, you know, that, that, that time in your life as a kid, man, like, you know, I think it's important because this is where a lot of that programming starts, right? I want y'all mm-hmm. to understand that. We go through certain things in life, and then we become a certain way, or we 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 get certain results, and we react to certain things. But it's really, if you start, it's not the cough. Sometimes we think that oh, the problem is the cough. Well, it's not the cough. Like that's the effect of what's going on. What's the under? Why are you coughing? Mm-hmm. And so, okay. like, I I love for people to really identify, like, okay. I've gotten these results. I've gotten this, but what? Why? Where does that come from? And I guess I want you to kind of throw a little bit. You don't got to get into deep, deep, but it's some insights of like yeah. how many of you guys were at the house. What was the challenges that you could remember getting into this country? If so, um, or if you already you was born in the U.S.
3: I was born in England.
1: Yeah. So, so you know, from with them, some some so from where you could remember and just understanding where your family came from.
3: Yeah. So my mother was is she brought us up you know wanting wanted to help everybody else engraving that in us so she helped her brothers two of my uncles um and they moved they moved over here with us to inglewood to and um there was nine of us in a one-bedroom apartment yeah. now there were times where i tell when i tell you i was sleeping in the kitchen literally in a cot um old bedtime break out the cot chris sleeps sleeps literally in front of the fridge you know um and it was it was a tough upbringing, but it was a humble upbringing. Like yeah. we learned so much of how what happiness is. You don't need money. You don't need everything else. And now that I look back at it, it's just it's like we I wouldn't change a thing uh, as to what how I was brought up, um, for the simple reason that it made my family even closer. My brothers me and my brothers are like tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's because of that. It's because of the struggle we went through. It's because of you know sharing clothes like. I was, like, the last one in the, down in the bottom, so I was getting the raggedy clothes, you know what I mean? But it was like we share that stuff, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yo, it's my turn to wear them jeans or it's my turn to wear those pants. You wore them yesterday, that kind of thing, you know? And it, it humbles you as you come up, and it makes you want to, like, fight to for a better life. You see it on TV. You see it on, on other kids in school and stuff, and it, it just it lights that fire inside you to want to wanna do better. Yeah. So it was. A lot of us Nah, That's I mean, good.
1: That's good. I, 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 you know, it reminds me guys, uh, Chris, if you don't know my brother Inky Johnson, but he speaks about two on top, there were six on the bed or something. he breaks it down. And there was two on the bottom. And, and that was, that's real life, man. That's real life. You have, you have any questions in regards to what, where he's at right now?
2: You guys good? Uh, I have a question, but I'm going to wait. Okay. So, go ahead, Chris, man.
1: I, again, I just want to get take this step by step. I want us to dissect, right? This journey because I think that even ourselves when we tell our story, we kind of like water it down because we don't understand how impactful it has been um or how impactful it could be to somebody else listening to to that journey. So, go ahead, my brother.
3: Yeah, you know, and I always look at at things that that I went through and I always think about it even now how I look at my friends back then in, in the ghetto and in hard times, and I was like, "This person has it worse than I am." I used to look at other friends who were even worse than I was. I was like, "How is that possible?" And at a young age, you start to learn these things where like there's levels to like how one person's upbringing, another person, or whatever. Um, it got to the point where like we would, my mother couldn't afford electricity, so she would pay the person upstairs to run an extension cord downstairs, and we would literally have one cord. And that we plug it in and watching TV, hey, listen, guys, I got to go to the bathroom, unplug it, plug the, the lamp and walk your way. And everybody's sitting in the living room waiting for, for, for you to come out just so they could watch TV again. So, you know, it it, it was tough, um, you know, being over there. But like I said, we came here and um, to us, it was a come up. Section 8 was a come up to us. Like everybody's like, oh, this dude's on Section 8. It was a come up to so us. We were like, this is like the suburbs. This is amazing. Like we get to stay in this apartment and like, you know what I mean? And um, everybody was was honest about being on Section A welfare, this and that. But like I said to us, it was like a way up and we were just navigating My mother had no shame. She was happy about it, you know? Um, so, you know, coming up, we learned here everything that we, that we needed to do to survive and everything like that, you know? We always stayed... Um, True to ourselves and we had examples of what not to do in a sense. My my uncles that um that were here got into drugs, got into hard drugs. And it's one of these things where it's like you have to look at the mindset of what you want and what is it that that you're seeing, right? So I took it as you hear a lot of people um say, Well, I came up with drugs, I came up with this, I came up with that. So it's in it's it's in my in my my genes to do this, to do that. And it's like a path they want to follow. Not exactly follow, but, you know, kind of, they use it as an example, right? Oh, yeah. And I use, it, I use it as an example of what not to do. And to this day, I've never smoked weed. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never done any of that. And I was brought up around it. My, my family, I was like five years old and I've seen, um, My uncle's using hardcore drugs and stuff, and I took it as an example of what not to be. Um, So, you know, coming up at 18, I developed a a heart condition. I was homeless at the time, and I was sleeping out of my car. And my brothers probably don't even know this, uh, but I was sleeping out of my little Honda and going to work, and literally driving around, coming back, sleeping in the parking lot, and going to work and stuff. And I did that for a while till I started to feel um, my health was declining to an extent. So I went to my brother's apartment, stayed there. And luckily, I did. Within two days, I was in the hospital um, with something that's called pericarditis and um, myocarditis as well. Um, so it got an infection in my heart and stuff, and I developed a chronic issue with my heart. Um, so I had to deal with that at 18 years old. Um, and it was tough, but you know, um, it didn't stop me. I was like, what can I do to better my life now? Um, that's when I jumped to Rob Roy. and was like, you know what? I'm gonna change my careers. It's something I need to do to, to be better. Um, I jumped to that, I did that for, for a while, you know? Um, dealing with the stress, depression, things like that at 20, 19, 20 years old was tough. You know, we, we look at kids nowadays and we see them and it's like, oh, they're happy. They're this and that you're young. You have nothing to worry about this new butt they do you know what i mean they they deal with a lot whether it be bullying whether it be stuff at home pressures in general um and that's what i was dealing with at the time you know and um yeah so you know i tried to change my life and be better um with my life and everything at 25 i found out i was going to be a dad when that happened it just it was like a like a, a such a immense joy inside of me that I was like, I need to once again, check my life and see what I can do career wise. What can I offer this little girl? Cause at the end of the day, she's my legacy. She's what I'm gonna leave behind. So I need to better myself so I can show her a better example. Um, I jumped to science, jumped to science and um, started my career there to where I'm at now, 15 years later, I'm a scientist doing um, research. Um, oncology research, which is cancer research. Um, so I just took to, to kind of show her where we came from, where we can be. There's like, we're our own obstacles. We set those those bars and stuff. So, yeah, so as of late, I've been dealing with a, um, a condition that's came out of nowhere, uh, again, something that wasn't prepared for, but I developed uh, a kidney disease. Um, And it's something that they don't know how it happened. Um, And I almost died. I was in the hospital. And again, it's me being my ego, my pride telling me, nah, you don't need to go to the doctors. It's just a cough. It's just a cough. Um, Ended up in the hospital um, with over a liter of fluid in my lungs. Um, And it came from a kidney issue, Um, protein, everything infection in my, my heart, infection in my kidneys, infection in my lung. It was just, it was a hard time. Um, and, you know, still dealing with it to this day, still trying to push forward and not let it define me. Like, it's not gonna stop me. And I, and I keep being as positive as I can be to everybody else. Um, and today I've, I had a, a doctor's appointment and they told me, you know what? It's not going away right now. We need to give you another infusion of this drug, which ironically is a drug that I use at my job for cancer patients. It's an immunosuppressive drug. And um, there's another infusion coming up in July and it's a tough one, you know, but i um, just trying to deal with it positively and trying to move forward, you know? And, and I wanted to come on here and share all this with people because I'm a introvert, I usually don't speak out, but then there's a lot of introverts out there that are going through things, that are going through similar things that don't want to speak up that are scared or just have that anxiety that don't want to speak up that it's like, you know what? Sometimes it helps because there's going to be other people that are feeling the same way as you going through the same things as you that can help and they need to listen. So that's kind of the reason why I wanted to come on and share my story with everybody.
1: Nah, you- I love it. I love it. I, I know you guys got some questions, um, but just before you do ask these questions, man, Chris, I appreciate you. Um, and, and, you know, I just, I just want everybody to know, I know this man for many years and this was tougher just getting on this platform. is tough for him not only to share, uh, but just is out of his character and out of his comfort zone. But I believe that Chris is in a space in his life that, you know, he understands this more than the, like this thing called purpose. We have to operate out of it. Right. And so when we come into, and when we are in, and we have life is bigger than us, and so I just respect you for putting your story up front, right? Um, and and not only putting it up front, but really being uncomfortable with doing it, man. Uh, because you do see the value in it. You do see that this is gonna help someone that do does feel embarrassed to share that they are sick, that they are going through financial situation, or you know, they're going through um, abusive relationship. I mean, this this falls in so many different ways because. I believe that generally, guys, right, we all believe that we're the only ones going through something when because that's our truth. And so it's important for us to speak up and share. And so I just thank you. Thank you for allowing us and, and trusting us on this on this opportunity. But guys, guys, I know you guys got some questions for Chris, um, and we'll continue to rock out.
0: Um, I just got a quick just a quick little something. Like, in my opinion, it's crazy because, you know, you always say that you're an introvert. And you, even through your life, you've been an introvert, but there's been, but you've won being an introvert, right? I think that my biggest thing about it is, it's okay to be an introvert, but what you're teaching people is it's like, it's, but when it's time to tell your story and you feel like it's, it's gonna help other people, you can't be that introvert no more. You have to be the extrovert, even if it's for a 45 minute podcast, right? Correct. So that's just a just takeaway that I got from your story and kind of just talking to you through this.
3: Yeah, it's like I try to. There have been times where you know, um, it's happened at work where I've spoken out to somebody and so forth, and just kind of mentioned certain aspects of what I'm going through. And they tell me, Oh, I went through the same thing, or I'm going through that. How did you deal with this? Mm-hmm. And it became one of those things where it was just like somebody from work randomly will be in the same situation I am or was in the same situation and they have questions and we talk and it becomes like a brotherhood, you know what I mean? Of, of what we're going through. And regardless if, if they're introvert extrovert, it, it's, it's a commonality there where we talk and we just feel closer. And it's just like, they're like, I it helped me a lot. And that's enough for me. So that's why I was just like, you know what? I had to step out of my box. I got to say something. So.
1: Let me, let me ask you this, Chris. So as soon as you, you know, I mean, it, it, again the coming I mean from a you know a challenge and I, and I, and I find it so it's it's it's, it's interesting right and I, that's why I say perspective is everything because I've gone through um you know I've heard a lot of stories even myself right and I think that that um you know people always reflect back this is why I still get the same results because I went through this. And they always blame that past and that, and, 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 and somewhat that victim, you know, uh, mindset or, or that, that victim, you know, rightfully so, because, yo, listen, some people have sexually been abused, um, physically been abused, um, um, you know, they've gone through poverty, like, you know, like you story, but the fact that you not always said, yo, that made us better, it got us together, that allows us. It taught me gratitude and wanting more. Like, can you like? How like is that something that you naturally had in you? Is it something? Was it a choice? Is it something that at one point in your life you you know there was like there was a thought that I hey listen I I I can, go smoke I I like maybe that maybe that that'll make me cool maybe that'll put me in this, in different environments I, like have what is that thought process right Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. Um. So I just took it. There was a lot of times where peer pressure was was huge. You know, um, everybody was like, Oh, you drink, you smoke, anything. I was like, Nope. And it was a con a constant thing. Who's gonna be the first one to get Chris to smoke? Who's gonna be the first one to get Chris to do this and that? And it was like a challenge for most people because I didn't do it. I, amongst all my friends, I never smoked, never did anything. So it just became a a, a push. And for me, I just looked at my family, everybody that, that depended on me, you know what I mean? Um And at the same time, I looked at my uncles as an example. And I looked at them, and I was like, they're not going anywhere. They're not achieving anything. I was like, I don't, it's in my genes to be an
1: addict, <laughs> right? And them. I looked
3: at them, I can, I can easily end up like that. So I took that, and I was like, you know what? That's not going to be me. It just, I won't let it be me. So because of that, I always pushed and growing up, again, it became I was, It became a thing where like, even as grownups, we get peer pressure and people were pushing me to smoke, pushing me, oh, it's not that big a deal, this and that. And I looked at it, I was like, anything that's going to stand in my way to leave a great legacy for my daughter, I will not do a, or even attempt to, to do. So, you know, it's it's something that has become second nature to me, just I just won't touch it, won't do it, won't be around it. And people lately have been very good at, at respecting that. So.
1: Yeah, and it's not just, right, we're talking about drugs, but it's not just drug. I think that people fall, I think people fall in other people's opinion of what your life should look like and how you should navigate your life. Um, and, it's, it's, and you have to be careful. And I just love, I think in a different podcast we were talking, in, and I think I mentioned this to you guys, I just respect those individuals like you, Chris, that been able to navigate because Chris, I smoked around you, right? Like this is something, this is something, all right. Don't be judgmental, <laughs> 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 don't be judgmental, but I'm clear. I'm, I'm transparent about this. I'm not a smoker no more. I don't, I don't drink. I don't like, I made, I may, it took me a while for me to get to understand what Chris was already had in him and has seen and everything around him could have said the opposite. And I, And I'm intrigued. I've always said this. I mean uh Hanrock, Hanrock, shout out to Hanrock. He's another brother that used to be around us and never smoke, never drink, and was just around all the foolishness. And and I was like, nah, I don't we don't need that. Like we good, we chilling, like, you know what I'm saying? And I just always been able to uh kind of look at and, and be inspired by that because I think it's a different animal, it's a different character, it's a different um, ability to be able to be your own person. And in the world where it's always trying to change you to become something you're not and you still operate of who you are, I think that's the dopest thing you could ever anybody could ever do. So I, I just, you know, uh, shout out to you and, and everybody else that is out there holding
2: themselves down with that pressure of life in general. So, yeah. And Alec, thank yeah. you for Chris. Yeah, one of the things that I love that you brought up, Chris, which I, I hope people can extract this principle and use it because I think it's very practical, is that Every so often, you just took time to kind of evaluate where you were, what you had, what was going on around you, and then making a decision to say, "Hmm, I want my career to be better, I want something different. And then you try something different. It's something that's simple, but it's not. A lot of people struggle with that step. They struggle to actually take the time to look around and say, okay, yeah, I'm not going to complain about the fact I'm not happy. I'm just going to like make a decision to look around and say, "Mm, I don't like the results that I'm getting right now and I'm going to make a different decision. And it doesn't have to be something huge, right? Like for you, it's like, "Mm, okay, I'm going to try to go to Rob Roy. We're going to do something different, right? So I appreciate that. It's something so simple, but I think people miss that point that you can always stop what you're doing, take an evaluation and then shift and make changes. Um, My question for you is, how did you... I'm going to say, stay tender in the midst of hardship.
3: Um, I guess it was, uh, it, it was a mindset of like, I help nobody by if I put myself in a, in a, in a position of stress, in a position of um, just kind of a, a negative mentality. Right. So I try to stay humble, try to stay as well grounded as I could during all these times, all, during all these times that could have pushed me to do something else. Cause let me say this, um, I like I said, I was homeless, and at those point in times, there was people coming out to me, hey, listen, I could get you out of this mess. Why don't you just sell some weed since you don't get high? There you go. You're the perfect person to sell, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a constant push, and I just kept saying, no, no, no I'm not going to do it. That's not who I am. So I needed to stay grounded and realize that my decisions make who I am and uh, my family as well. You know what I mean? If I put myself in a position where I'm not thinking straight, they're going to judge me as a family should, you know, they look at us and stuff. And um, I always just try to maintain the best that I could mentality and just character wise for my family. You know what I mean? If, we're, if George could tell you my family, we're tight. You know what I mean? My brothers, we're tight. Like we're, we might not see each other every day or whatever, but like every day we, we know where everybody is and we know what, everybody's about so you know it was it was that mentality family was it was huge and it still is huge for me so i try to stay humble try to stay focused
2: mm-hmm.
3: that's awesome
0: so what it so just a, I'm, oh, I'm sorry go ahead. no i'm just getting it you're good go ahead uh, another question i had was uh well another thing i had was since you don't drink and smoke right it's mm-hmm. you know a lot of people quote-unquote drink and smoke to get away from reality and yep. so what what's very interesting to me about you finding out about your heart disease at eighteen, most people they will they will shy away from any type of cancer research, any type of disease research because they don't want to know what's gonna happen to them. You get yeah. what I'm saying? The correlation between you not like drinking and smoking and not getting away from reality and then going into an occupation where you're literally facing your pretty much facing the demons head on is just crazy. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting to me. Thank
3: you. Yeah. I, I took it as um, the more I learn about it, the more the faster, or, or basically, gives me another tool to beat what i what i was put in front of me. You know what I mean? You know your enemy, you can defeat your enemy. So to me, it was like all these things that are happening to me. If I get into a position where I can learn about diseases, I can learn about the human anatomy, whatever the case may be. And that's when I when I learned that I had a, um, a complication with my heart, I put myself deep into into fitness. I was deep into fitness because I was like, you know what? I'm not just gonna lay down and let this defeat me. So I I became even more active. And they were like, you you won't do this, you won't do that. And at one point, um, that's why I look at G and I'm like, you know what? Like, I respect you so much because I had three back surgeries. So I'm sorry, two back surgeries. And I ended up um, paralyzed from my legs for like two, three weeks, I couldn't feel my legs. And wow. it was just it was just swelling on my back and whatever, but I couldn't feel my legs, and so you know they told me you'll never walk, you'll never run again, you'll never so so forth. A year later, I went back and showed the doctors a completely different side of me. I was really fit, this and that, and I had just started playing semi pro football. So it was like I took what they told me, and I was like, that's not going to be me. You know what I mean? So it's it it was something where. Every hardship that I went through as a kid, as a child, really had engraved that, that fight spirit in me. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not going to be that. I'm going to be that 1%, that 5% that comes across this kind of obstacle and gets through it. So I always pushed.
1: But let me ask you this, Chris, because I think that's powerful, right? That's powerful. But I think for somebody that's listening right now, all that, that only happens to brothers like Chris, right? I, I think that people really... And I just want everybody to really hear because right now you're going through a transition, and I think you you haven't had the chance to kind of explain that right now. And I'll maybe I'll give you a segue into it. But you you got you at, right after you found out that you you have this this uh, this challenge, this health challenge. Put aside the heart, the, you know, stuff that you kind of learned at 18. You know, you got laid off, right? You now, mind you, Chris. I think you haven't even tapped into the story that Chris is a single father. He's raised his daughter. Like, like really it's just been him, mom and dad at home. And he, she's what 17 right now?
3: 17 now, yep.
1: Seventeen, beautiful young lady it, it, that you've been very, uh, uh, blessed to not only have in your life, but literally follow up with what you kind of said, it's creating the legacy and, and she's a split image of you in all aspects. Of, of like just career character like bro like i'll be honest with you it's just amazing because selfless right you put in your daughter first and and, and all that and i think that i i want people to understand that you know your decisions design your destiny and yep. and i don't want people to over kind of like go over the head because even now you're going through some not only uh, uh health challenges but just life and you still don't get out of character and so I guess my thing is because it's going back to what you've been talking about like help somebody right now that that feels like they it's too hard to know that I'm I'm, I'm having a hard a hard situation it's too hard to get laid off it's so hard that I'm gonna pick up a, a bottle of some liquor I'm gonna go and just sit somewhere and feel sorry for myself like like speak on that right because I think that people look at certain people like yourself right um and and they look at that like you it would be nice if i could do that and in my thing yeah. i've always tell people like we all have that inside of us man you just yeah. you has got to make a conscious decision because you have been making conscious decision like Alalai said from day one even when you probably didn't understand how much of an impact that was going to happen that was going to have on you now as an individual right, right? so I don't know if you can share some light just in that aspect where you at right now in life and everything that's going on. And here you are. Here yeah. you are on the podcast, uh, sharing your story and thinking of others. Like this is this is why I love you. I think you're a unique individual. I don't think I know you're a unique individual. And and I'm always gonna be a geek to have you in my life because these are the type of folks that, you know, remind you of purpose, remind you of serving, reminds you of uh, you know, um, that we I refuse to lose mindset no matter what what life hits you with, and so yeah, I just want your insight on that. I want you to share with, with individuals like what what that thought process is for you.
3: Yeah, I think you know one thing we forget is that we all have have that opportunity to either sink or swim. We all have that. You know, we all go through that through that mentality, and it's the people around you or just people that that might influence you to to swim, right? And to me, it's, it's, it, it, everybody sees it as like, it's, it came to Chris easy. It comes to Chris easy to do this, to get this done and this and this and that, you know, it might not be that bad, but they just fail to look in deeper as to what I'm going through. You know, I make it look easy. I, I, I'm always smiling. I'm always, because it helps not only does it help me, but it helps everybody else. But, you know, it's these kind of situations where people see like, it's so easy but then we don't ask, how are you? A simple question, how are you, right? So that goes deep for, for, for many people, for many reasons, and they might be going through something and you'll never know. So for me, it's one of these things where, um, you know, I try to have that strong mentality and I try to, to be the best I can, but it's hard for me to show my emotions. It's hard to, for me to show what I'm going through you know what I mean because I want to help everybody this and that but at the end of the day you know I go through my days I go through my days where it's a lot where it's tough for me you know just like everybody else everybody else needs to understand that that it's not easy the solutions don't just fall into my lap you know there's days where most days I, I I'm going to be completely transparent here um I most days I suffer from depression I wake up and it's an hour two hours of me fighting with myself to see the brighter day, to smile, to give myself up and move, and once I do, once I get that motion, it's it, then I start really looking at things and wanting to help other people and help myself, and that's what one thing that we we tend to forget. We want to help everybody else, but we need to help ourselves so we can help others. And um, yeah, I think it's just it's just one of those things where people just don't see the struggle. You know what I mean? So they think it's easy. It's a struggle every day.
1: So de- it's a decision.
3: Let
0: go. Definitely. And it goes back to checking on your strong friends. You know, people may think since you're doing all this, you're killing the game from the outside looking in. It's like you're the strong friend. So Cody, go to you for more. But it's like you also need to be checked on. You know what I'm saying? To a certain extent.
1: Yeah. And it's going back to what I just said in the barbershop. Like I'm here and my emotions about I'm running a little late. And how dare my brother come back when we close that five? Mind you, he didn't even know we closed that five. And after I asked them again, Chris, how how's how you yep. doing? Not too well. I just lost my son. Started balling. And mm-hmm. it just reminded me. And and so we gotta do better as 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 people. We gotta check in on people. And don't ask how you doing just to be a format, right? I think that we in society, <laughs> people really it's like, okay, how you doing? And and then it makes you feel like you don't really care. You know, that's why yeah. I, I, I'm always mm-hmm. talking about I'm blessed with, I'm blessed by the best. Like, I I don't know what else to tell you, but if you really want to sit down and talk to me and find out what's what's how I'm doing, well, yeah, I am. I do have a couple of challenges, right? Um, so yeah, man, and mind you, I just want to remind everybody, Chris is a scientist, but never winning. Like, Chris, like, I think you know, how did you become a scientist? Because I think people felt like, like they need to go. This is when I believe in, in God will bring you from the back of the line to the front of the line. And then when you're about to business you just put yourself in the room and you make things happen because anybody yep. my and before i met you i'm like a scientist that means that means what four year four five six years of college uh uh you degree know, yeah. like but he's never really going to college
3: yeah and i think it, it falls it really shines the light on something that if we fall if we follow what we think we're we meant to be like i meant to be like my uncles to be Drug use, or whatever, I would have never seen my 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 basically where I can go, right? So I was I was a welder at the time, and my um I was told, hey, listen, you're about to be a father. I was like, oh shoot, sure, you know, I don't want to come home dirty. I don't want to keep coming home like all filthy and grab my daughter and so forth and tired. And an opportunity came to me, and it was literally clean, like monkey cages, like clean crap. You know, And I was like, you know what? It paid more than what I'm making now. It, it might lead to something else and so forth. And I went in and I went in dressed for for the position I wanted. I was like, I know what I'm worth. I know what I was taught. So I went in and there was this lady, um, I met with so many um, department heads. There was this one lady that she looked at me. And she was like, you don't look like you should be cleaning cages. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. But she was like, well, you were well-dressed. You're well-spoken. And um, would you like to come and work for my department? And I was like, don't know what you do. And she was like, we do, it's the metabolic and pharmacokinetics department. I'm like, I great, don't know what that means. And she was <laughs> like, I'm willing to take a chance on you because of how you dress and how well you are and we'll train you. I was like, sounds good. To this day, I say thank you to her every, every chance that I get because she started my career. I went into this career and I didn't stop where they told me to stop. When Charles River was was the place where I started, and I'm thankful to them. And this company showed me everything I needed to know about this position, but I wanted to learn more. I was like, I'm not stuck here. So I so I transitioned over to another company who showed you know they showed me um, cell culture work and all this other stuff that I needed to learn. Every company I went to, I learned. I wasn't afraid to ask. Can you teach me? Can I have no? I don't have a degree, so everything that you teach me is another bullet point on my CV, on my resume. That's gonna make me less expendable to the company, and so mm-hmm. I took that work ethic that I had from when I was uh, in construction and when I was in other stuff, and I applied it to what where I was. And um, fifteen years later, it took about, it actually it took about like twelve years for me to earn that title of a scientist. And it was everybody else kind of like, oh, whatever. It was like, I accomplished so much to get here. And nothing will ever stop me from putting that at risk. So I, 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 you know, I hold that dearly and stuff. And it just, and I show my daughter, like, this is what I want from you. The work ethic, everything else that I'm showing you right now will get you to where you need to go. You just need to apply yourself. And I'm just, I try to show her, like, this is the proof. You know, I came from nothing, and I took her back to Inglewood, showed her where I came from, bawling, crying. I was like, "This is exactly where I came from." And You went back and cleaned like, her room.
1: Yeah, she was like, "I oh, start <laughs> handing out." Yeah, yeah, it got real. Nah, sometimes you gotta, got you gotta right do up. that. It got real. Sometimes you gotta do it. She started. She come back and clean the like. She was grateful to clean that room. Like, okay, yeah. yes. Well, yeah. listen, how
0: many people? You know what I'm saying? I need people to really hear that. And I know, like, I got mad people from around my way that be tapping in to the podcast. I really want to say, like, mm-hmm. he's living and leading by example for his daughter. And I'm just going to say this because I know this is a situation that I just that just came to my mind or just came to my, uh, whatever the word is, just came to my attention. Bruh, you say you want your kids to be great. You say you want your kids to, whether that's an athlete, whether that's a student, but when they're coming home, you're, you're sparking up with them. When they coming home, you know you weekends you taking shots with them. You get what I'm saying, bro? So y'all, you're saying you know if you look, you know who I'm talking to you. Saying you want your kid to be great, you saying you want to lead by example, but you're literally doing the same thing your pops did with you, and you see where you are. You want them to be better. You get what I'm saying? So I did another another takeaway. <laughs> I, I'm <only> take <sighs> nah, talk this,
1: talk that, talk, man.
0: Yeah. Are, bro, like, bro. Yeah
2: by example, especially with your kids, period. period. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I I
2: love that... Go ahead. Sorry, Chris. I just want to say I love love that you've shared so many different aspects of your story because I think multiple people can relate at some instance. Um, So there are a lot of people that have grown up in the lowest of lowest aspects of poverty, right? Like they have struggled um, and a lot of them are still battling it even as adults. There are people who are battling health issues. There are people who are trying to parent. And what I love about the way you shared your story today is you've been able to obtain a level of success while still having struggles. And you are growing and evolving in the midst of it. And I think sometimes people like think that the recipe to whatever they think success looks like means that you have no problems or that everything is fixed. Like everything is perfect. And then the success comes. And that's not the case. Like you're actively dealing with health challenges and yet you're still positioning yourself to, you know, be in the role that you're in and have success in that. And I think that's very powerful. And I think people kind of like DJ said, I hope they hear it and can grab it. They like, there doesn't have to be perfection like there's going to be challenges, there are gonna be storms, There are gonna be challenges with health and finances and everything else, and yet you can still position yourself to grow and evolve and make the money, get the job title, take care of your family, whatever it is that's important to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, Chris, um, as we 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 about to wrap up, right? Two things. I want you to give everybody your final final word. What this, what you know, what what you want them to take away from what you're gone through, what season you in, like what you know, if, if there's that one or hundreds of thousands of people out there that are listening to this, that is touching and is hitting them somewhat way of one part of your story or all all the above, what is it that you want them to take away? And then, you know, um and, and you do you do that with when we close, right? Um, but before that, what's what's next? What's in the future for Chris, right? Cause I think that you know if i was listening to this and we left it here it's like oh, hold up like what what's what's next this, right i always yeah. like to touch on where you came from where you at right now but what is that future for you and then you could close them out with you know with, with a with a word
3: sure. well right now you know it's um focusing on my health um got some things coming up but you know uh, i'm gonna stay positive through that's my main concern um but I do have, you know, some opportunities coming up for me in in a higher scientific position, which is to me, it's it's hopefully it works out well. But it's a great opportunity for me to take my career into a next step, um, you know, and it just and again, starting on with my health is basically going back to the gym um, due to the health issues. I've let myself go because I haven't been able to go to the gym and focus on, on that part of the health. So I think it's it's getting back to that grind because that helped me a lot. So um the the gym is is the next step. Now I think I got a little bit cleared where they let me they're telling me I could go back to it some extent. So um yeah in that grind again, you know?
1: I'm I'm taking I'm I'm train I'm taking new new uh uh train I'm training new people. i not do it so Don't you, do know, do it. you know you know Chris Chris used to train me, mind you. No, this this is an yeah. ally. Like, Chris used to have me on the floor. We got content. We got footage somewhere that Chris put <laughs> me in a CrossFit type of thing. So now I'm like, yo, <laughs> bro, I need <laughs> a trigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got Chris. Chris is a gym, a gym head. Like, he had no respect for me being in a wheelchair and used to throw me on the floor, <laughs> behind the chair, and had me jump broke. Like, for real, for real. Like, this dude was just sick of me. <laughs> With all the i think I'm playing because yeah, he's so nice on that, but when it comes to the gym, he's a different man, I promise you. um uh, as I am a, you should be, as you should be, yeah, I guess. Before and before yeah. he even
0: gives us the gym of the day, I'm gonna have to tell y'all, I'm gonna have to let y'all know, I'm about to go to the gym, and I'm mad motivated. I don't know, let's man. go, this, 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 all right, mad motivated. So, i am just let y'all know, make sure y'all turn this on before the gym, on the weights, the gym, and listen to it during your warm up because you're gonna be motivated your whole workout, yes,
1: yes, yeah. 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 Give them that word, Chris.
3: Yeah, so basically what I want, you know, to say is people, for everybody listening, you know, your situation, your negative situation you're in, your upbringing, your negative upbringing, whatever the case may be, that doesn't have to define you. That doesn't define who you are or who you will be. You know, take what you want as success, whatever you see as success, put that in front of you and reach that goal. Don't let it stop you. Even then, when you reach the goal, set another goal. You know, and that's going to keep you moving and keep you motivated. And just, you know, check up on on, on everybody, including the people that are strong, including the people that you think are the ones that have everything lined up. You know, they're probably the ones that need you the most as well. You know, something as simple as how are you can be so different depending on how you say it and the emotion behind it. We could say, how are you, the people? But then we look at something and say, how are you? And it just hits different. So, you know, check up on, on, on everybody, you know, including the people that you think are are the strongest.
1: I appreciate you, Chris. Listen, man, it's been an honor and a blessing to have you on the podcast. You already know, guys, this is the Paralyzed to Prosper podcast. And we're always seeking to just find that, that you know, what's that information to get us from that paralyzed situation. And that could be anything to you, whether it's finances, business, uh, marriage, right, relationships, like whatever that is. We're always talking about life and business and how we could get to the next level. And so, Chris, once again, man, we appreciate you. We love to have you back. You know, maybe in the future, and just a follow up of where you at and, and how everything is. And so, um, you know, again, man, I wanna wanna close with this. Remember, guys, life is what you make it. This is my saying. This is something that I've always lived by. And it's going back to like, even hearing Chris, man, you know, you, you, you have the power to make those decisions. And you, when you decide, because not deciding is also making a decision, it will, de- mm-hmm. it will define your destiny, no matter what it is. So I was, I would highly suggest that you take control of it and at least aim to shape it for what you want it to be and what you envision, what God wants you to be. Because guess what? If you don't, the world is going to grab you it's going to shape it and you're going to get the results of what everybody else wants for you. So again, I love y'all. Continue to walk forward until the next episode. You already know, we're going to continue to be blessed by the best. Let's go.
3: Thank you.